This is the ActiveX Back Show from Edinburgh, Scotland's vibrant capital. Hosted by award-winning registered osteopath, author and all-round pain guru, Gavin Routledge. If you want relief or prevention of lower back pain or sciatica, and you want to be healthier, keep listening. The following programme should not be taken as medical advice, but for informational purposes only. Hey ActiveXers, so in this episode I am talking about back pain and is it muscular? So is lower back pain muscular? Which is a perfectly reasonable question. And the answer is going to come in about four parts I think. So the first part uh, is directly answering the question. Uh, which probably gives a, a hint to uh, what that answer may be when I say there are parts two, three, and four. So part two, I'll be talking about muscle strains and then trigger points and how to treat the whole shooting match. So firstly, an answer to the question, is lower back pain muscular? The answer is, drum roll, maybe. Bit of an anticlimax, isn't it? Um, sorry about that. So there, put it this way. If your lower back, for whatever reason, is causing you pain, there is a good chance your muscles will be involved in some of that. Because your muscles and your nervous system and your skeleton are all interconnected. We call it in clinical practice or in the professions, we call it the neuromusculoskeletal system. Nerve, muscle, skeleton, they're all connected. So whether you have a disc prolapse or you've actually strained a muscle or a joint that you've strained or whatever, your nervous system will be aware of that and that will have a knock-on effect on how your muscles function. So your muscles might go into a serious protective spasm on one side and pull you off to one side. That's called a scoliosis or more specifically a functional scoliosis. Uh, so it's not something you've grown up with, it just happens in the short term. And that is because it's compensating for an injury to your lower back. So those, those muscles tighten up to pull you off to one side. And people often say to me, oh, my back's gone out, I'm all twisted and that's causing my pain. And I will tell you, in the vast majority of cases, it's the other way around. You have strained your back. And so your muscles are pulling you off to one side to compensate and to protect that strain. So the twist is not the cause of your pain, it's a consequence of your pain. Okay, anyway, that is a small diversion. So muscles are nearly always involved when you have a sore back. They will tense up, they'll pull you off to one side, and in being tense, they often will produce pain. Now, if your muscle is the primary producer of pain, in my experience, there are two scenarios for that. So here's the first one. If you lift something very heavy or you exert yourself to an extreme level, you can strain a muscle. You can literally tear muscle fibers. You've heard the expression of pulled muscle. So the classic thing that springs to mind for me is watching the Olympics and it's the 100 meter sprint and about 40 meters in, oh, one of the runners pulls up and grips the back of his thigh. He has pulled, he or she, has pulled their hamstring muscle. They've actually torn fibers. And you can do that in your lower back. Your lower back's got loads of muscles in it. 
and you can certainly strain those as I did. Uh, sorry to make this about me again, but uh, whoa, get the violins out. I strained my lower back uh, 16 days ago by lifting something very heavy. It was a muscle strain and I'm happy to report I'm about 95% better now 16 days later. So if you lift something or you do something that's very heavy work for you, you can certainly strain a muscle. But if you do, you will know all about it at the time. So when you tear those muscle fibres, those muscles are riddled with nociceptors, little noxious detecting nerve endings. And they will send you a message instantly and it will almost certainly hurt instantly when you strain a muscle. Okay, that's usually a key, it's not diagnostic by any means, but certainly if you pull a muscle, and believe me, people are often disappointed when I tell them they've pulled a muscle or strained a muscle. It's as though, oh, is that all I've done? Well, I can tell you, when you pull or strain a muscle, it really hurts, especially in your lower back because the muscle has to hold you up, has to turn you over, get you up out of the chair. It's very difficult to rest that muscle when you strain one in your lower back. So lower back, pain due to a muscle strain or muscle pull can be very painful in the short term but tends to recover quite quickly. Now the second mechanism I'm going to cover in talking about muscular lower back pain is something called trigger points. Now trigger points have been around for decades, well they've probably been around for as long as we have but certainly in research terms uh, Travell and Simmons um, talked about this many decades ago and I actually did my undergraduate project on trigger points in the lower back so I ought to know a bit about this albeit that was 30 years ago but interestingly the research science hasn't moved on a huge amount in those 30 years. So trigger points are localised areas of muscle contraction so let's call it a couple of thousand fibres. Now, bear in mind, muscle fibres are very, very small things. So it might sound like a lot, a couple of thousand, but you know there are millions in every muscle. So this is a localised constriction, tightening of muscle tissue. And you will often sense these by having a poke and a dig around, and whether it be your shoulders, mid-back, lower back, round what we call your gluteal origins, around the top of your hip bones, and you'll find these sort of lumps in your muscle, these tight, lumpy bits. Now, those are probably trigger points. Okay, now they might be something called lipomas, which are totally benign fatty lumps, but especially around the lower back and hip area, that's quite a common place for lipomas. Anyway, as is, as, as is my want, I have digressed again, so let's bring it back to trigger points. So trigger points localise the areas of muscle constriction where they've tightened up and it restricts the blood flow to that little bit of muscle and so it gets sore through lack of muscle, or a lack of nutrition and so on. You get a build up the waste products of metabolism and the whole thing aches both locally but interestingly it can also refer pain remotely. So lower back trigger points often refer pain into the buttock area and trigger points in your buttock muscles, your gluteal muscles, often refer pain down the leg. So those trigger points can cause local pain and also distant pain. And this is one of our diagnostic approaches is we, as, as practitioners, will have a dig around with the pads of finger or thumb looking for these tight bands of tissue we'll lean on it, put some more pressure on it, and if that causes particularly referred pain, so pain distantly, we'll say, ah, there you go, you've got a trigger point in there. Uh, 
Um, now those are what we call active trigger points. So if we lean on it and it reproduces your pain at a distant site, that is an active trigger point. Latent trigger points, so, and lots of people have those, are just sore when you poke on them uh, and you also have this tight band of tissue. What do we do about them? Well, um, so here we're moving on to treatment. Now, some people are advocates of dry needling, so you use acupuncture needles and you stick the needle into the trigger point and uh, miraculously causes it to relax off. Or, um, and I've done that many a time, or um, you put sustained pressure on them. And this is more common, particularly in the massage world where they don't use needles, but also in manual therapy, I have spent more time leaning on trigger points than I have needling them. So I will put uh, the pad of my thumb or fingers or even an elbow. Um, elbows always look big because they're close to camera, don't they? When you hold your elbow up, it's like, oh, look at that. That looks lethal. I wouldn't want that dug into my buttock. But I have dug my elbow into many a buttock over the years uh, and occasionally, and I'm not going to name any names here, I've been slapped for it. Um, no, that's overstating it. It's happened twice. Uh, and it was purely a reflex action. The uh, person concerned was very apologetic after she had slapped me. Um, it was, uh, she just couldn't help herself. Dug my elbow into her um, gluteal trigger points and she smacked my elbow. So there we go. Um, the joys of being a clinician. So there we are. So pressure. Get back on track, Gavin. So you put pressure on, and you can do this, and the reason I'm gonna spend a bit of time on this is you can do this at home using a firm ball, a massage ball, a spiky ball, or like a pyramid. Um, you might think, whoa, what's he talking about, pyramids? So we sell in the clinic these uh, dense, high dense, rubber, small pyramid shaped things. Um, and because they've got pointy bits, they work really well for trigger points in the lower back, which can be, a little bit smaller and harder to get to than the gluteal trigger points, which often respond quite well to the ball. But sometimes trigger points are really small little things and, it, and it's easier if you have a kind of pointy bit, a bit like the end of a thumb or a finger. So you put pressure on it. And if you've got an active trigger point, you put pressure on it such that it reproduces the pain uh, remotely. And you hold the pressure on for about 25 seconds or until the pain in the remote site diminishes, whichever happens first. So if you've got pain down your leg and when you push on that trigger point in the buttock, it reproduces pain down the leg, hold that point until the pain in the leg reduces a bit or you hit the 25 second mark. Why 25 seconds? Because by putting that sustained pressure on, you will be reducing the blood flow to that bit of tissue and you don't wanna do that for very long. So, and then you just move a bit. You find the next trigger point, you do the same thing. Then you find the next trigger point, you do the same thing. And I certainly can easily spend five minutes treating my own trigger points, lying on a spiky ball, or uh, as I say, one of those pyramids. And even as I'm standing here recording this, woohoo, I still, I find one, I still have a trigger point in my lower back. Now, interestingly, Although I strained my back 16 days ago, and it was a muscle strain, 
Um, I did develop trigger points as well. As I say, they're often a secondary phenomenon. So you can do something and then trigger points appear um, and they can stay with you for a while afterwards. So even though my muscle strain has largely settled down, I've still got the odd little trigger point in there that's worth trying to get rid of. So there we have it. Is lower back pain muscular? It may be. There are always muscular parts to your pain. It might not be the primary cause of your pain, but it's likely you'll have some muscular involvement. That's why we often feel better for rubbing the muscle. Regardless of what you've done to your lower back, you'll often feel better for massage. We covered straining it, so a muscle pull or tear, trigger points, and how to treat them. I didn't talk about how to treat a muscle strain. Um, cover that in other episodes. Um, just talked about trigger points. There we have it. Thanks for tuning in and uh, speak to you again soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the ActiveX Back Show. If you found this helpful, please pass along our web address to your friends and colleagues, active-x.co.uk. And please leave us a positive review on iTunes. If you have any questions related to lower back pain or sciatica, send them in, and Gavin will aim to answer them in future episodes. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at ActiveXBacks.